Wine Work and Passion is brought to you by the Napa Valley Wine Academy, America's premier wine school and two-time winner of the WSET Global Wine Educator of the Year Award. You can find a course that's right for you at NapaValleyWineAcademy.com and use the code in our show notes for a special discount. Welcome wine enthusiasts and job seekers. I'm your host, Karen Wetzel. And Wine, Work, and Passion is the podcast where we inspire you to make a career out of your passion for wine. If you're searching for a wine industry job on one of those big job search engines, well, you might as well be looking for a needle in a haystack. Today, my guest is Eric Jorgensen, president of Wine Communications Group, which, by the way, is the parent company of winejobs.com. This episode is jam-packed with great ideas to help you get in or move up in the wine industry. And don't miss Eric's recommendations at the end. They will have you revved up and motivated to start your search engine. Hey, Eric, thanks for joining me today. How are you? Great. Thank you for having me, Karen. Oh, you're welcome. I appreciate your time. So uh, can you please tell our audience who you are and what you do in the wine industry? Yeah, sure. I am the publisher of Wine Business Monthly, which is a leading trade magazine for wineries and growers. Uh, It's part of Wine Communications Group, which is a bigger overall company. Great, great. Okay, wonderful. I want to, I always like to start off by telling my audience or our audience, why you, why I wanted, and I really, you're probably my, the guest I have wanted for so long now, because winejobs.com, you know, I've been, you'll learn their history in a bit, but I've been using them probably since their inception and not just for um, searching for my own wine jobs, but also to research. When I do coaching, I, I do a lot of career coaching for people wanting to get in the wine industry. Shameless plug, the link is in the show notes. Um, but in any case, it's, uh, it's a great tool um, to do a lot of things. If you're looking for a wine job and you don't even know what kind of wine jobs are in your area, you just plug your zip code in and all of a sudden, whatever might be available, you know, it's a great place to find jobs you might not have thought of. It's a great place to look at wine job descriptions so you can hone your resume a little bit better and make it more wine centric. So, you know, this is just such a hugely important tool in our industry, whether you're trying to get in or if you're in trying to move up, as I mentioned, um, this is really just a great tool. So to have you, Eric, you know, as the publisher uh, is really just a, a treat for us and a, kind of a coup for me. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm, I'm blushing after that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and we have to thank our girl, Erin, yeah. because she's the one who turned me on to you. So I appreciate Erin for doing that. Um, anyway, so let's get started. Tell the audience a little bit about your background. And I want to ask you, uh, Jorgensen, where is that from? Uh, Scandinavia. It's a Denmark surname. So, oh, okay. Uh, Wonderful. I so, just yeah. was curious. Yeah. Okay. Um, so why don't you tell the audience a little bit about your background? Yeah, I uh, am a refugee from the high tech world. Uh, I work <laughs> for Apple Computer and some of, uh, and a, a web search engine that everyone might recall called Excite. Uh, I worked at both those places. And when I was at Excite, I worked in what they used to call the community group. And with that, uh, what are the products that we worked on were things like 
email, message boards, and classifieds. And that's sort of how I ended up working on wine jobs. I was recruited uh, by wine business to come work on the wine jobs product, which at the time I started was just a message board. It wasn't a real job site. Right. And, you know, always, I always like to point out how even, I mean, you are in the wine business in the sense that you're promoting wine jobs. You don't work for a winery, but how easy, not easy, but how it's possible to get a wine adjacent job like you have with other talents that have nothing to do with wine. And so I think it's always very inspiring for our audience to know that. So where, where are you located? Uh, We're in Sonoma, California. California, the town of Sonoma, yeah. uh, just not far off the square. Yeah, right. That's right. Right here in, in wine country. So yes. that's awesome. And so well, you told us how you came to work for a wine, com- for, um, wine communications group. Tell us a little bit about the group you work for, because it's kind of a mouthful wine communications group. Probably we've, people might've heard of wine jobs, but they've probably never heard of your corporate name. So tell us a little bit about the company, what kind of services you provide, who you serve, just give us a a, a good idea of what the company is all about. Sure. I think the first product that the company started with was uh, a newsletter and a magazine. And that was in the 1990s. Um, That's when wine business monthly uh, was born and first started publishing. And when the internet got going, I was really brought in not only to work on wine jobs, but to bring some internet uh, expertise to the company. And so we launched winebusiness.com uh, right around 2000, which in first we put 10, 10 news links up uh, each day. And now we, uh, we have 50 or 60 or 70 news links up each day on winebusiness.com. So we have the website, which uh, provides news. We have the magazines. And then we... Uh, around the same time as we launched the website, we launched, uh, we turned uh, winejobs.com from a message board into an actual job site. Uh, so it started, I think, in, in 2001 was the first year that was really a job site. And then, since then, we started also offering uh, events. So we do three major events during the course of the year. Eastern Wine Expo, which is on the East Coast in March. Uh, YVI, which is on the Central Coast. Uh, in uh, in Paso Robles, and that's also in March. And then we do a financial symposium in Napa uh, in November. Now, are those events things that, uh, who do those, who are the target audiences for those events? Or is it something that anyone interested in wine, would it be a great place to go networking, for instance, if you're looking to get in the industry or move up? Yeah, all of those events would be great places for people to come network. Um, the, the shows in March, the Eastern Wine Expo and the YVI show target uh, production mostly and some DTC, direct to consumer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's the uh, people that are in, in those slot positions in wineries that are going to the sessions and walking around the trade show floor. Um, in the financial symposium in Napa in November, the people that attend that are mostly the business folks. So more accounting, finance, sales folks. Right, which is also a great way to get, yeah, great way to get in the wine industry, even if you don't have any wine knowledge, because you know numbers are numbers. They don't they don't care what you're crunching, right? That's right. That's right. Accountants, everybody's welcome here in the wine industry. Right. Yeah. No, I think it's really important, and and uh, so um, I want to kind of flesh this out a little bit as we're as we're talking. Um, 
Wine Business Monthly, I'm on your email. So I get something from you guys, like a, a consolidated wine industry news, I guess a newsletter. I get it almost daily. Am I, or am I just, I get I get a few of them. So is, am I imagining that or is that a daily thing? <laughs> no, it, it is daily. It's, it's called the Wine Business Daily News email. And it that's is part daily. of the Wine Business Monthly. It kind of falls under that. Yes, correct. Okay. And we have... Uh, something like 32,000 subscribers that get the email every morning. Uh, and, and as you aptly described it, it's a uh, consolidation of the news of the day in the wine industry. Right. And it's great. I, I it's, you know, I, I do get a bunch of them, but it's the one I go to every single day because it tells what's going on around the industry, whether it's who's buying who or the latest uh, virus that's plowing through the vineyards or a new technology or a new grape varietal that was just, you know, discovered or, you know, laws that change in the different regions of the world, production laws, um, you know, who's passed away. But it also, I notice has always has some jobs listed toward the bottom also gives recommendations. I think if I'm not mistaken, uh, wine blogs to read and sometimes podcasts to read. I think, in fact, this podcast was listed there once. I was so happy right when we first started it. Um, and actually, this is how Erin, I mentioned Erin. I didn't mention her last name. It's Erin Kirschenman. And she's also a part-time instructor for us at the Academy now. And she's also one of your senior editors for um, original content that you guys also publish in your monthly um, yes, she's the managing editor. Yes. Yeah, managing editor. Right, exactly. So lots of various opportunities. Now, you mentioned those events. Where would you, under what umbrella? Is it under winejobs.com where you'd find those events, or is there another way to get there? So our events are listed on the winebusiness.com page. You go to winebusiness.com. There is a nav- navigation for to get to events. You click on that, and you can either go to just our events or we have a page that lists all the events in the industry. Uh, so uh, so that's another way to, as you said, events can be a great way of networking. Um, and so if you look through there, you can see an event that might be in your area that you'd be interested in attending and to meet some people in the wine industry. You know, Eric, I now have another, another recommendation I can give to my coaching clients because I have a whole list of stuff I give to them. And, uh, that's a really great one. Um, you know, we talk about networking, but if you're not in the industry, where do you go to find industry events, right? Right. So that's a great service that that you guys give. So winebusiness.com will get you to wine jobs. It'll get you to Wine Business Daily. Why you can sign up for their email, get on their email address, and then Wine Business Monthly as well. So all of the above, and I say this, we don't normally go this far into really promoting something like this, except for the fact that this is just such a hugely important tool for our audience. So excellent. I'm glad, I'm glad we were able to flesh that out. So in your role, you work with all, all of those entities or are you focused more on one than others? Um, I focus primarily on three issues. We also have, I should mention an analytics group. So that's the fourth part of our business. Um, and I focus on more the three that I mentioned previously. So I focus mostly on the um, magazine or, or what we call publications, which is the right. magazine, the daily news email that you were talking about. I also pu- focus on events, 
and we and then wine jobs. So those are three things that I primarily focus on. I don't have a background in data. We have some wonderful people in the company that do. So uh, they take a, they do a great job with that. Just out of curiosity, what do they analyze? Well, there's actually a fair amount of data available to the industry, right? There's IRI data, Nielsen data. They yeah. analyze that. We also have some proprietary data that we get from partners like Sovos that uh, does shipments, a lot of shipments of direct-to-consumer wines. So we analyze that data for wineries, help them uh, benchmark themselves against that. So there's a number of sources. And, and then we uh, there's data available through um, the TTB that, that we analyze, um, number of wineries, new labels that are coming out. And then um, also the great, the crush report, right? California crush report, Washington crush report. Those are great sources of data that we also analyze and provide tools for looking at. Are those free? So parts of it are free and parts of it are uh, you have to pay for. Yeah. Okay. The reason I'm asking is, you know, back in my, in my supplier life, my distributor life and my supplier life, of course, data, IRI, you mentioned IRI or Nielsen, and that was like the it, you know, that's what everybody followed. And, um, you know, moving away from those resources, because they used to supply those to us all the time. And I lived inside of an IRI report many times. But, you know, now that I'm not in the big, you know, in with the big company like that, sometimes I'm writing a presentation or talking about certain products. And I like to quote data because I think it's really important to show where the consumer's going. And I don't have that resource anymore. So I am, it's going to be me checking that out. You just got a new customer on your analytics side. Yeah, because yeah. Well, and we also have, we're partners with John Amor Marco on um, BW166, which for many people have been in the industry a long time. And I know you'll know this name. It's the Gomberg Fredrickson report. Oh, so yeah. we also, that's another great source of data that, that we provide. Um, oh, I will be checking that out. No. And, and I know for, for those of you who aren't in the industry, the, you know, what this is, tell what a lot of this data tells you is, you know, what are the best selling wines? What are the best selling types of wines? Um, what, you know, what brands are selling the most, what suppliers, it's just a really good tool and also a great way to prepare for a job interview. If you're interviewing for a with a distributor or a supplier to have a couple of those, like what's the best selling type of wine in America? What's the number one selling variety? What's the number one brand to know those things? You will blow them away, especially if you're coming in without a lot of wine experience to know what the market's doing could be a huge benefit to you. So I'm encouraging everybody to check that out, but I will be first on that list. <laughs> And thank you for indulging me in that. And boy, I'm, I always love it when I learn something new too. Um, so tell us about a little, let's talk about a little bit more about winejobs.com specifically. Talk about your clients that post versus your clients that search. Sure. Or maybe sure. they're not clients, but people that search. Yeah. Well, I, I guess I, if, if I could just give a little back, Wine Jobs started off 2001, as I said, and it started off with a couple of hundred jobs posted in a year. And this year in 2021, we had over 13,000 jobs posted. So that's sort of the scale that we're talking about now. Um, obviously, that's a lot of jobs. So who posts those jobs? Primarily, uh, the number one source of people posting the jobs is wineries. Uh, and then it, the second is people who are uh, uh, supporting the wineries like barrel makers, bottle makers, uh, cork suppliers. We get a lot of jobs posted by those folks. 
And then the third uh, most popular is by distributors and importers. So we see quite a, a you know a variety of people posting, uh, and you know retailers also post and, and restaurants. When people post on our site, they're they're looking usually looking for someone who has wine knowledge in some ways, but that's not always true. As you and I've talked about previously, uh, they're looking for accountants too, uh, and the accountants don't need to have any wine knowledge. So there's there's lots of different jobs. Um, the people looking for jobs are, as we talked about, uh, primarily uh, either people in the industry or outside the industry that want to join the industry if they aren't right. in it already. Um, and the people, it's free to look for a job and apply for a job. The way we, we uh, generate revenue is that the people posting the positions pay us. Right. Okay. So, um yeah, that's really important. And, and one thing I think it would help the audience to know, when you get onto winejobs.com, you just couldn't find an easier source, truly, because you can search by categories. And there's, I'm looking at it now, there's five, you know, seven categories. So eight categories. So if you want to be a winemaker, you can click winemaker. If you want to work in a tasting room, there's that. If you want to get into sales and marketing, and that would be a retailer, could be a distributor, could be a supplier, an importer, as you mentioned. And all the big ones are there. Constellation, Treasury, all the big ones are there. Southern Wine and Spirits is there. RNDC, you know, you see them all. But then there's, you know, sort of general administration, not necessarily requiring wine knowledge. And as you mentioned, finance and accounting. Um, and then also there's uh, lab work, bottling line operators. You don't have to know about wine for those jobs. Um, and even the jobs where you would think, like a, like a job uh, as a host at a winery where you're, you know, you're a where you're conducting tastings, you might think, oh, well, I have to have some kind of credentials. You know, let me tell you, I live right here in Napa Valley and I know all, a lot of, no, not all, I know a lot of wineries here. And yes, it's helpful to have a passion for wine and have some wine knowledge, but they care more. And in fact, um, I have a, an interview that'll be, that's coming up with Ali Wente. And she wants to, she wants to hire people who have a passion and can connect with customers. Most of these wineries will be happy to teach you what you need to know about wine. You don't necessarily have to have say a WSET credential, although it will get your resume to the top of the pile. Um, and you don't have to have previous wine experience. I, when I first, we bought our house here, we had been renting it out to a gal, a couple, and she had come from New York State, and she was a school teacher in New York for like kindergartners. She knew nothing about wine, but she wanted a job for the summer. She got a job on her first interview at Silver Oak with <laughs> no wine knowledge. I always use that as an example because people are like, really, Silver Oak? I'm telling you, that's how this works here. So, and you know, those of you who have been listening for a while know my favorite saying is don't you ever let a job description get in the way of you applying for a job you really want. That's their wish list. They're looking for the unicorn. They will make exceptions if you come across as having the right personality. You can connect with customers. You can, you know, you can learn, believe me. And right now, because of the pandemic, boy, we have job openings everywhere. And we jokingly say, if you have a pulse, <laughs> and all those jobs are listed on wine jobs, right? I'm kidding right. about the pulse part, but I'm just telling <laughs> only you. A only a little, right? Only a little, yeah. There's a little truth to it too. <laughs> oh, that's funny. 
So let's talk about, you, so we talked about who your clients are and people searching for jobs and don't, you don't even have to wait till you actually want to start applying to go to wine jobs. I tell my coaching clients, get in there and look at descriptions to similar jobs and write your resume based on those attributes. Um, or if you're not sure where you fit in in the industry, just don't use the, don't choose a job category or choose all and you'll get ideas on new uh, on jobs you never thought of that could get you there right so it's a great tool you know for all of of those things um as well now let's talk a little bit about some of the things that have changed some of the things that have changed over the last few years anyway or since uh, ni- the 1990s when you first uh, started what uh, what's changed? What are you seeing new? In general, I would say that the wine industry was uh, pretty insular uh, in the 1990s or more insular. And I think that the attitudes you're talking about now, people not having to have wine experience is really something that's come along uh, that I've seen change. For instance, when people are looking for brand managers now, they're often looking for people who have done brand management at a consumer products company like Clorox or uh, Procter & Gamble, they're not necessarily looking for people in the wine industry. So I think the wine industry used to be pretty insular, and I think it's much more welcoming of of all skill levels and people from all backgrounds. Yeah, I think that's that's a good one. Um, and, And especially from the brand management or marketing side, a lot of times some companies like to have at least a mix of some people that don't have wine background because they come with great ideas. Um, so if you're, if you have a marketing degree or you have marketing experience somewhere else, but think it'd be cool to market wine, boy, this is the time uh, to do that. Um, what about what I, I've noticed I'm seeing, um, especially here in Napa, I'm seeing some signing bonuses going on. Is that new? <laughs> yeah, well, so COVID has changed. So in the, the trend I was talking about was sort of a longer term trend, right? In terms right. of being people from outside the industry. What COVID has done has really shaken up uh, recruiting everywhere, not just in the wine industry, of course. If you're following this at all, it's in every industry right now. Um, And so people are having a hard time filling jobs, particularly in hospitality industry, but there's others. You mentioned accounting earlier. There's a number of industries that are uh, uh, job functions that people are having trouble uh, finding people for. And so we are seeing uh, signing bonuses being offered, fairly significant ones. And in in fact, we've changed our software uh, in in the last four or five months to allow people to indicate that they're they're offering a signing bonus. And then therefore, when you come to our site and you're searching, you can actually search on companies that are offering signing bonuses. Um, So it's it's really been something that's, that's been since covid happened. And when COVID first hit in, well, the restrictions in California in March, 2020, we saw a huge decline, like a 75% decline in the number of jobs being posted. And then when California started opening back up in June of 2020, we saw that picked up again, but it didn't really pick up again until uh, January of 2021. And since then, late January of 2021, and since then, it's been amazing how many jobs are posted uh, we saw a 50% increase this year in the number of jobs posted, 4,000 wow. more jobs posted on our site 
than had been posted previously the year before. So are you back to pre-pandemic postings or you exceeded those? Exceeded those. Oh, wow. We've exceeded those. By that's actually I was comparing to pre-pandemic, so we're fifty oh, we're fifty percent above the last pre-pandemic year, which was two thousand nineteen. So there is a lot of competition for talent in the wine. And again, this isn't just the wine industry. There's a lot of competition for talent everywhere, but that's certainly true in the wine industry, which is why you're seeing things like uh, bonuses, signing bonuses, and you're also seeing companies being more open to different work arrangements, right? Hybrid, fully remote, all of that. Uh, People are trying to be more accommodating to get the people they need. Yeah. And I mean, some jobs, obviously, well, not so obviously, when you think of like being a a, a tasting host at a winery, um, every winery, of course, when when everything shut down, went to virtual tastings and they would send out, you know, wine to their club members or whatever, and they'd offer virtual tastings. But even though now we're fully open, that continues. If you go on almost any winery website, you can choose, you can book a, a live tasting in person, but you can book a virtual tasting almost anytime you want. So there are ways to work directly for wineries. And and I want to point out, it's very easy. I mean, I live here in Napa. You, Eric, you live in Sonoma. Easy for us to talk a lot about wine country, because I'm sure that's probably where the bulk of the job's that you deal with are, but it is not exclusive. I use this search engine. My coaching clients come from all over the U S and it's the first place I go. All I do is I take their zip code. I pop it in and you'd be shot. Let's put it this way. If, if that state sells wine, there's distributor jobs, there's supplier jobs. There's even in every state in America makes wine. So there's production jobs. Don't, you would be shocked to find how many, you know, that may not be all of the wine jobs in your market, but your your clients are spread out over the U.S., and I think that that's really one of the big benefits. And is that growing? Do you think? Are you seeing more expansion around the U.S. for your clients? Yes, and I, I think that's. I'm glad you brought that up because when we when I first started the, this in 2001, right, we first launched the WineJobs.com. I was thinking it was going to be a pretty local job site, right? You know, right. The, the wine country, you know, California, um, obviously Oregon, Washington have lots and lots of wine jobs, but you're right. It's across the country because every state makes wine um, and every state consumes wine pretty much. Uh, and, and and so they have distributors, importers, retailers. And I we do see the, the amount of jobs posted outside of California growing. That's been a real trend for us over the past five or six years. And I think that that will continue because as distributor consolidation happens, there, there's still a ton of jobs for distributors and importers, but the wineries in order to get their attention are also hiring more salespeople to work with those distributors in those local markets. Yeah. So I think you will continue to see uh, a growth relative on winejobs.com growth in jobs that are not just in California. Yeah, I think that's true. The other trend that I noticed, because again, I'm on your site all the time because of my coaching clients, is uh, that, and I don't know if you can track this on your end, but I can tell you two years ago, going rate at a winery was 16, 18 bucks an hour. Oh, they're bragging about their $28 an hour pay now. I mean, I've really seen pay, um, and that's not in every winery. In many cases, it's more, or it's that plus 
tips or bonuses or whatever, but I have really seen that change and they're wearing it loud and proud in their job descriptions. And I'm happy to see that really trying to, I mean, they have to, to entice people to come back to work or to get into the wine industry when they're maybe coming from maybe the restaurant industry or somewhere else. So I think that's really, um, that's another area I've just personally noticed on your site is seems like they're bragging a little more about their pay scale. <laughs> well, they have to, yes, it's go, It's just like signing bonuses and, and offering remote work. You have to do what you need to do to attract the right talent. Yeah. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about what the, what somebody could expect if they went to winejobs.com. The, the first thing you'll see is a list of jobs. They're from everywhere. And then you can search, you know, you can do the job category and search by category. You can also throw in your zip code and you can even tell it how far of a radius from your zip code you want to look at. Um, and then there's a keyword search, um, which, so you can use all three of those or one, you don't have to use any of them, but you can use one or two or however many you feel. And then there's additional search op- options as well. Um, and you'll also can save your searches and you'll get it and, and you'll get emails when jobs that fit your descriptions or your, your hopes, uh, pop up, you'll get an email, a collective email with, you know, new jobs that are posting, which I think is great. Um, I, and when, when you do click on a job, it tells you a lot of things. It tells you usually, and of course they're all, they write their own job descriptions. Your clients do, right? Correct. Yeah. And, but. Basically, what, what would you say is the general flow of one of the job descriptions? If, if somebody listening clicked on a, a job description, what would they find? Oh, well, you initially would see the, the title, of course, uh, and the location of the job, and then a description and, and, and duties uh, for that position. And then if people have included it, and you commented earlier, a lot of times previously people weren't including compensation. We're really encouraging people when they call us now to include compensation because I think people are really using that as a way to decide which jobs to apply for. So that would also be there as then a way of contacting the person to apply for the job. Right. And it'll usually it'll indicate whether it's full-time or part-time. It'll often mention whether or not there's benefits involved you know, how much stand, you know, you might have to, you know, a lot of, a lot of them, if you're working, if you're looking at winery jobs, they'll say you have to be able to lift 50 pounds. Um, sometimes at the beginning, I notice there's just a nice little story about the company itself that's posting the job. So, okay. So I find a job and I think, oh, you know, I think, I think I'd like to apply for this job. This sounds like right up my alley. What, and I know you said there is a way to contact the client directly. Can they apply through winejobs.com directly? Yes, and that's usually what people. So the job poster decides how they would like to receive applications. They can receive them uh, through Wine Jobs, or they can send them to uh, their own website to apply. Most people choose to have the jobs applied through Wine Jobs. So if you find a job that you like, you might want not be ready to apply for it right then, but you can save that job. You create an account, save that job, and then go back that night or, you know, after a chance, you've had a chance to polish your resume a little bit or target it more for that position. And then you can go back and apply later for that position. Um, and yes, you, 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 we give you a set of tools. You can, you can create a profile, which we'll talk about a little bit, or you can upload your resume and all that is done through our system. And then we keep track of the jobs you've applied for so that you can see, uh, you know, which ones you've applied for and know, and, what's happening with those. 
Okay. And so to sign up, I'm looking at it now. So under job seekers, it just says sign in, you know, create an account. Um, it's, it's free, right? It's free to yes, search. Job seekers, everything's free. You know, with headhunters, a lot of times, if the headhunter finds a job seeker, a position, they have to stay a certain amount of months and there's, you know, but, but there's none of that with this, right? If, if somebody hires you and it doesn't work out, you're not, there's no obligation beyond, you know, whatever you personally feel toward the employer, right? That's right. That's okay. Right. So there's no placement fees or anything like that on this job end of the job seeker. Yeah. And so I'm looking here. So if you're a job seeker, you can put in all your profile. So it's always there for when, you know, when you decide to apply for another job. Now I will say, cause I tell my clients this, if you're going to apply for various jobs, you might want to occasionally tweak your resume or make something very job specific. Can they change out their resume easily in their profile? So profiles and resumes are two different things for us. Okay. So profile is like your LinkedIn profile, right? It's, it's, it doesn't change. It's your basic background. Okay. Then you can upload a resume in addition to your profile or instead of your profile, if that's what you want to do. And that profile can of course be targeted for that job, much as you would target your cover letter for that job. And they, and they can submit a cover letter when they're through you when yes. they're Okay, good. Because that's and we, important. And when we you, save all of that for you, right? It's all stored in your account. So if you ever want to use it again or uh, or go in and edit it for the next job, it's already all stored uh, in your account. Got it. That's good. Um, so we talked about what's changed since the last couple of years. What do you think you see for the future? Well, you, we mentioned maybe more people outside of California or outside the West Coast, but maybe posting jobs for that are available. Is there anything else you're seeing in you know sort of headwinds or tailwinds for twenty for beyond twenty twenty two or in, into twenty twenty two? I think companies are going to expect you. You've sort of tar, uh, talked a little bit about uh, modifying your your uh, or targeting your resume. I think companies are going to expect more and more of that. There's so much information out available about a company and the position right. on the internet. They're going to expect people to have done their homework and explain why they're going to be a good fit for that position. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. And, and that's something I, this is why I tell my clients that you're going to need to tweak your resume for most of the jobs, because here's the thing, you pull up a job description and the, the manager who posted it, the hiring manager, the HR person, whoever it is, takes a lot of time to outline exactly what they're looking for. And then you send them a generic resume and that leaves it up to the manager to go through and find the things they are looking for. As opposed to you customizing your resume, and you don't, you know, if you look at a, if you look at twenty different wine jobs online, they're they're going to have some similarities. So it's not like you're going to blow the whole thing up, right. but tweaking it to exactly what is this manager saying they want, and how do I fit in there? And it's very helpful in your resume, and really helpful in your cover letter to focus on the things they're looking for. Don't make them have to read, you know, a two page resume trying to find what they're looking for when you can spoon feed it to them. And that's, you know, that catches their attention a lot. That's right. And I, that's such a good point. And, you know, I've, <laughs> since I've been doing this 20 years, I've been through a few cycles where mm -hmm. we're in a cycle right now where the job seeker 
is really in demand. There's, of course, cycles we go through where the, the jobs are in demand. And some of the most frequent requests we get from job posters is give me some tools for going through all, all these resumes quickly. I got a hundred responses. I don't want to, I'm not going to look at a hundred, right. You know, help me either ask some questions up front about, have you done this before? Or do you have any experience with this or, or just something that, you know, that it, or filter on some keywords or anything that helps me see that, okay, this person really does have kind of what I'm looking for. So getting in the habit of doing that, even at a time now where I know we're in a situation where the job seekers are really uh, in demand, but it doesn't hurt. If you really want to get the job that you, uh, that you're applying for, take the time to help make it easy for them to, to see that your resume and you stand out from the crowd. And would they would they discover those keywords within the job description? Just sort of key things that the job that the job description is talking about, or the manager. Absolutely, put in. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that's a really really good point, and especially with the, you know, if, if you're looking at big companies that get a lot of, you know, like a like a you know a big supplier or something, they really don't have the time to go through every single one. So that's where that comes in very very handy. I want to real quick recap where before we I I always like to leave them with a few little pointers but before we do that let's recap where they can find all of the wonderful things that you do so why don't you give us those addresses again okay well winebusiness.com is our our home for most of our content the magazine the daily you can subscribe to the magazine the daily news you can see read stories from those uh, on winebusiness.com. You can link off to our analytics reports. You can go to our events, see a list of our events and industry events. Uh, and so, and all of our classifieds, in addition to offering jobs, we actually have a grape and book wine board, used equipment board. All of that is accessed off of winebusiness.com. Winejobs.com, actually a lot, we've, on the right-hand side, we've put some of the key tools that we think are helpful to a job seeker on that page. So we do have an easy way to subscribe to the daily news because if you're trying to get a job in the industry, you want to bring yourself up to speed on what's happening. And we do have the events listed there for networking opportunities. So some of that is also on the winejobs.com page. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting being knowledgeable. If you don't have wine experience, but the job kind of requires it or it's one of the it's one of the things they list as a requirement you know, but knowing what's going on in the industry, let's say you're you're applying for a job as a sales rep in, I don't know, Michigan, knowing what's going on in the Michigan market can overcome so many, you would be, people, the employer will be so surprised by hearing you talk about what's trending, you know, what kinds of things people are doing, what, you know, I don't know, all of those things. I think that's just Make yourself smart about the industry and that overcomes a lot of deficits is my point, I guess. Yeah. And I think, you know, to your point, people are looking for people that are passionate about wine and they're, and they're out there. Right. But don't tell me you're passionate. Show me you're passionate, right? Go get a WSET, go get, go to the Napa wine, you know, Academy or, you know, but do your homework at least, right. At least know what's going on. uh, So that when you say, I'm not telling you I'm passionate about wine, I'm showing that to you. Right. And, you know, even if you're not uh, necessarily looking for a job in the wine industry, if you're just passionate about wine, 
following wine business, uh, getting the daily uh, consolidated news from uh, winebusiness.com is a great tool. You know, yeah, it's going to talk about certain companies and, and merging and all that. Maybe that won't interest you. But like I said, it's also got all kinds of information about wine. You know, what's what's happening in Bordeaux? What happened with the frost in Champagne? What's the new AVA up in Washington? You, It really does keep you on the cutting edge, even if you're doing it for your own personal enjoyment and not necessarily looking for a wine job. But you never know when you'll swerve into one. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Eric. So let's wrap up. I mean, I think some of these key takeaways will be very, we've, we've talked about them a lot, but give us, give us some of your insights. What can somebody who's listening do right now to help them help themselves find a job? Well, as as you mentioned, I think winejobs.com is a great resource overall because we get so many jobs posted there from wineries and distributors and importers. So going there and familiarizing yourself with what's available, right? What what types of jobs are available? What are people looking for to to fill those jobs? What kind of skill sets, what kind of characteristics are they looking for? Um, And then as you start to refine your search, Set up an alert, right? Or two or three for different, two or three different types of jobs. One of the things that we've done in the past six months is we've uh, made our, our our alerts much more uh, specific because we got so many jobs posted now that people were setting up alerts and they were getting all of these jobs that wasn't you know specific enough. So um, you can really be pretty specific about location, type of job, all of that. So that you're getting alerted when just the kind of jobs that you might be interested in have been posted by a potential employer. And then the last thing I would say um, uh, is, you know, set up a profile, right? Because we do have employers. Employers are looking for people now. And so they are going into our profile database and searching at trying to find the right people. So I think those are the main things. And to your point, use the resources on our sites and everywhere on the web to educate yourself about the industry, the company, and the position. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I One thing I meant to ask earlier, when uh, a lot of the jobs that are posted on wine jobs, those are also many times posted on LinkedIn or Indeed or all the other more generic. They're not always there, but they're often there. So that's the importance of something like a wine job. If, if you go to the big, not, there's nothing wrong with the big search engines if you're a generalist. But if you're looking for something so specific to an industry, it's really helpful to have a search engine that really is devoted to that. So you're not, you know, you could pick, you'd have to dig through a whole lot of jobs to find one that's with a wine company in some cases. So, um, right. And the other thing I would say is that um, about that, when I first started talking to the wineries, when we were starting wine jobs, I went out and talked to Mandavi and Ravenswood and KJ. And the thing they said to me is, you know, as they started using wine jobs um, and why they liked it was we get fewer resumes and better ones. Better and ones, both yeah. of those things are good things from the job posters point of view. They're also a good thing from the uh, from the applicants point of view. Right. Rather than being in a stack of 100 resumes, right. you might be in a stack of 25 and more likely to, to be found. So I think you're right. So using an industry specific job site like ours has benefits both to the poster and to the applicants. 
Right. Yeah, that's great. I'm going to throw my three my three cents in, <laughs> my three key, key takeaways, only because this is what I do. I mean, this is how I help people in my coaching sessions. But my my three kind of very much play off of, of yours, of course, would be, first of all, update your resume and use job descriptions that you're finding on wine jobs. Even if it's not the in the area, in the location you want it to be, look at what, what generally that job calls for. Use, you know, it's a great tool. So using wine jobs to update your resume, apply. As I said, don't let a job description stand in your way. Get your resume out there and follow up. That's so key. If you can sell yourself, you can sell wine, right? And they know that. So those are kind of, those would be my, my three, I suppose. So, well, Eric, I got to tell you, <laughs> this has been great. It's been great for me because you really turned me on to additional things that, that I didn't know your company offers. And I already use you all the time and I'm going to start using you a lot more. And I want to thank you. I appreciate, I appreciate Aaron for you know, connecting us, but I really appreciate all the time you've put into us making this a, a good podcast and informative. I, I think our, hopefully our audience is thinking, wow, I'm like, can't wait to get on the computer and start looking around in there. Right. <laughs> yeah. That'd be great. Well, Karen, thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. Well, it was great to have you and uh, I'll be watching wine jobs. <laughs> Take good care. Eric. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks to all of you for joining, and I hope today's show has inspired you to make a career out of your passion for wine. If you'd like to have a one-on-one -on -one career coaching session with me, just use the link in the show notes for more information or to schedule an appointment. This podcast is all about helping you follow your dreams, so feel free to send us your suggestions for guests or topics through our email link that's listed in the show notes. And it means an awful lot when you share us with friends or leave a review on iTunes. Thanks for listening. I hope you'll join us again for our next episode.